last time on Join the Party. As our party prepares for the first challenge of the Bachelorette tournament, Johnny gets aggro during his morning Tai Chi. So when Kevin Vacation greets everyone with a what's up, I cast Eldritch Blast at Kevin Vacation. Before the game begins, some interested parties talk to the contestants. Johnny shows his bravado to local artist and power broker, Noto Odo. Inara gets some secret information from Autumn. Okay, fine. At the end of this, go into your secret bathroom, your secret private bathroom, which I really wanted, and go and knock on the mirror three times. Fine, fine. And Tracy realizes his chess opponent isn't just one person. And the trench coat opens, and it is a halfling with a red bandana over their face. Tracy, you want to take this thing down, don't you? As the contestants step into the ring, Representative Brink places a black horse figurine that grows into a flaming steed of terror. All right, this is a nightmare ring toss. Whoever wins gets a one-on-one date with me. Let's do it! Grab your lasso, your saddle, and another piece of horsey gear. Let's get the party started. The seven of you have your backs up against the Coliseum walls, looking at the nightmare that is flying high above your head, trying to break free of the collar that is keeping it pinned down to the middle of the Coliseum from a very large chain. The goal here is to throw uh, your wrought iron flower crowns, which all of you are holding in your hands, and get it to land on top of the flying nightmare's head and make it look fancy free. It's the three jailbirds as we know them. We also have Autumn, Alice of the Undying Light, Cruz, who is a dwarf looking for his... Oh, the poor man who doesn't know his catchphrase. Yeah, trying to look for his catchphrase. Oh. What was the last one? It was, I think it was Sakatumi or oh, something. <laughs> so unfortunate. And Ash, who is a centaur with flowing blonde hair. Here's how this is gonna work game-wise. We're all gonna roll initiative for you three and the other four contestants. And during your initiative roll, you're gonna be preparing to throw the flower crown. This might be helping yourself, this might be hurting somebody else, doing any of the sort of things that we have done in the Coliseum so far. After the initiative goes all the way through, everyone is going to have the opportunity to throw the flower crown all at the same time. And you can choose whether or not to throw the flower crown after the initiative round has gone all the way through. Remember, you only have one throw so you might if you miss you're gonna have to go try to pick it up okay is everybody ready yes, yes. okay yep so let's roll for initiative i'm rolling with the first time with my new dice hell yeah Ooh. i'm using my sparkly gold crunchable dice today <laughs> oh brandon oh no all right what did everybody get 12 13. Now, what happens if you critically fail on an initiative roll? Do you, are you out of the game? Like, no, are you done? No, you still get to play. Okay, well, it's one plus one for a two. 
I mean, it's kind oh, of. Oh, no, it was a crit one. That's a crit one. Tracy's still last. Don't worry. Let's make this very clear. <laughs> okay, all of you have your hands up against the back of the Coliseum. And it's like on the Jumbotron. It, then, like, it starts to count down. And it goes 10, 9. And then the whole audience gets into it and goes 8, 7. And under her breath, Autumn whispers to Inara and says, You can do whatever you want, but I'm just going to hurt people. Five, four, three. Friends, let the Undying Light help you on this task, for together we shall all succeed. And I'm attempting to get specifically the four other contestants to look over at me. Okay. And I can roll a charisma roll of some sort if you want. Please do. 17. Okay. I think with the 17, you get Cruz, Alice's, and Ash's attention. Okay. And I think you have Alice wrapped. Sure. As well as Ash, and a cruise is just like still poised to move, but like definitely looks over you but and it's like sure. and definitely faces you. Great. Okay. Three, two, one. And then right before one goes, Cruz goes, Sock it to me! And then it goes, and the contest is on. Cruz is gonna go first in the initiative, and Cruz immediately starts to run towards the chain. So he tries to climb up the chain. And he's like only gets like ten feet up because the entire time he's still looking back at Johnny to be like, oh yeah, like give me some of that. Like I need, I we all need help here. Alice is by Johnny's side, and uh, she decides to just like hang back and talk to you. And she's like, well, Johnny, I really appreciate you. I think everyone should do it. We could all work together here. And the Undying Light is all about community. It's all about family and fun and good, clean family. Fun here is a representative, you know, and she also calls out to the representative. The representative's been hanging out on the platform that has the big purple and gold chair. Brinksy, come over here, and Johnny's gonna share some wisdom that is gonna make our time a little bit easier. I feel like Alice would bring like a jello salad to the church picnic. Yeah, 100%. oh, absolutely. Now I'm just thinking about Chad as a giant jello salad. <gasps> Can we put marshmallows on top of Chad? We put like While he's we put like canned pineapple inside him. <laughs> that would be a horrible and very mean prank, but yeah, yeah. we should. <laughs> I think it's good. The representative does not come over. She like pretends not to hear her and just like waves, and then like waves at all of you, and then strikes a pose for the audience. Oh, it's starting! And she has both hands on her face like that dramatically. I rolled a ten, so Tracy's halfway impressed. <laughs> that was an impressed roll. Mm-hmm. Johnny, with a 13, it is your turn. Facing the three competitors I have, I begin to preach. May the undying light protect us and help us as we are here to impress the great Representative Brink. And out of my hands comes, one would say, a color spray onto the three competitors to blind them. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I got 43 to all of them. Sure. What does color spray look like again? As I raise my hands, giving the blessing of the Undying Light to all the competitors that aren't my peeps, colors start to wave out of each of my fingertips into this dazzling rainbow, and it starts almost like little stars or speckles of those colors like fall upon those who are listening, and if it causes their eyes to become blinded by the light and the colors, you know, I can't do anything about that. I'm, that's not my fault. That's like, just their fault for being there and accepting the Undying Light's <laughs> gift. Like in the club where you sweat off your own glitter into your eyes and it is just really hard to get that glitter out of your eyes. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, that's oh. a, yep, that's it. All right, I would say that like Cruz as a dwarf just like is very furry, and if there was glitter, is like his massive eyebrows would just like keep it from like going in his eyes. And I think I would say the same thing about the centaur. They're just like very hairy people, so they're they're fine. But I think that when it sprays out, it's like Alice was standing right there looking at you with like arms outstretched, and now just like her eyes are just like wide open and glittering and she thinks that she's accept I think she really believes that she's accepting the praise of the undying light. For her this is a net positive and I'm so glad that she's accepting of it and one less person who can throw the thingy onto the other thing. The love of the undying light burns sometimes. I've already turned away. <laughs> now she's like doing it. She's like evangelizing to the crowd. It's like, she can't see them. She is she pointing know toward the wall though? Maybe? Yeah, she's like pointing <laughs> directly to the wall. It's like, look at how the blessings of the undying light can come upon me. And the crowd cheers. They thought that was really cool. Okay, this is Ash's turn. Ash is like blocking the, the glitter out of his face and he tries to run you over. Make a dexterity saving throw. 13. Okay. Um, yeah, you jump out of the way uh, while you, he he tries to run at you, and he's trying to go directly for the horse. It's like he he's just tracking it underneath the nightmare is coming, and he's trying to like call out to it in his centaur language, which is just like horse language. So he's just like, Anara, it is your turn. I am going to hop on my grind machine. Insert grind machine musical tag here. Thank you. It, it's just like it's it's ska from the nineties. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. trombone. Yeah. Get it up. 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 Yep. Yeah. There it is. So I'm gonna jump on board the grind machine and take off in the opposite direction that Ash is running, like counterclockwise to his clockwise, for got example. It, got it. Got it. I'm gonna do my best to run through any piles of glitter that may be standing on the floor of the arena, <laughs> just to give my wheels of my grind machine that nice, nice light up '90s look. Okay. You're leaving a trail that is just the rainbow behind you. Taste the rainbow. See the rainbow. Feel the rainbow. Follow the rainbow. Do whatever you want. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. <laughs> So yeah, I am going to kind of do one lap of the arena to take in the scenario and kind of figure out what we're dealing with here. And then I'm actually going to stop in front of the stage on my second lap and look a bit Brinksy, put one foot down, pop the board up with the other foot and like throw my cloak over my shoulder a little bit to put my hand on my hip, like pose a little bit, uh, a lot of it. And I'm going to say to her, so any tips? Okay, that would be a performance, I think, but you have advantage on Christmas rules. I do. That's a 16. Okay. I think you get one good line in, and the crowd loves it. It was like a kiss cam is, like, going over you guys, where it's just, like, someone did, like, an artificial heart graphic over you two. Mission accomplished. And the representative chuckles, and she says, just don't get hurt. Do my best, and then I'm going to keep going on my on my laps. And she, like, performatively, like, blushes and, like, gets coy and shy for the crowd. Nice. Uh, this is now Autumn's turn. I think Autumn is going to run over to the chain as well, where Cruz is trying to shimmy his way up. And he's only got, like, 10 feet up there. So she immediately, like, tries to jump up and just, like, punch him in the stomach to get him to drop the chain. And she got a nat 20. So Autumn is a lot quicker than um, she looks, just, like, being a valley girl. She just, like, jumps from, like, one spot to another. Like, 
Naruto ninja style, and she just like goes and you like uppercuts him in the stomach, and uh, Cruz immediately like just lets go of the chain and falls down in a pile of mud. Tracy, it's your turn. Yay! Finally. Okay, so I think what Tracy's gonna do for this first round is just perform, trying to get some crowd points. Okay. So I'm gonna reach back and grab my armor of the punk rocker, nice, slap nice. those on, Woo! and I'm gonna get my help horn and start blowing that as loud as I can and shooting blanks out of my thunder cannon. But it's a thunder <laughs> cannon, so it sounds like thunder. I'm walking around the arena in circles, just kind of like beating my chest, trying to get the crowd all riled up for me. What does Tracy say when he wants to be a big bad man? Well, he has his mouth on the help horn, but oh, right. um, I think in between blasts on the help horn, Tracy just screams into the crowd, Beep boop! <laughs> you're, just, you're just doing your robot thing? I'm so scared to let this dice go. Go it, let's do it. <laughs> you know, I bought new dice hoping I wouldn't roll so poorly anymore. Brandon, what'd you roll, bud? Oh, four. Oh, no. Plus zero for four. Okay, well, first, let's get the game mechanic stuff out of the way. Since you failed your roll for the armor of the punk rocker, you get a negative two to your AC for the remainder. Got it. Okay. You're such, like, a sweet cinnamon roll of a, of a robot boy. It just, like, no one believes you. It's like um, like a, a child is putting on their adult's clothing, and it's like you're walking around in your mom's high heels, and just like no one believes you. I love that. So I think people are more confused than anything else. It's like you're not doing the full heel turn. Yeah. I'm and, so glad I had to wait so long for my turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're at the throwing stage. Does anyone want to throw their flower crown? I do not. No. I do not. I'll pass. Okay, cool. We're going to go to the beginning. Uh, Cruz is... Say ouch. Yeah. My insides. And he's going to try to continue to climb up the chain once again. And just like he's trying to just, he's very like single minded. Like, regardless of the fact that he just got uppercutted off this chain, he's just like single minded trying to climb up, up the chain. What does he say as he's trying to climb up that chain? Yowza! These pretzels are making me thirsty. And he's trying, and then he tries to climb back up. Cruz gets a lot farther up the chain and also while he's doing he's like waving to the crowd but the chain is still like going around in a circle so he gets about halfway up the chain alice is still blinded can she like get the color spray off her face i mean she can choose to but would she choose to or is she just fully accepting this because she is so happy yeah i don't think she wants to clear it out necessarily but she's gonna use your her action to like lean on you as a person, and I think that you would not be accepting of this, so I feel like she needs to, like, do it to you. Is this a grapple roll, what you're saying? It's gonna be a grapple roll. <laughs> but it's, like, a kind of grapple roll. It's, like, she needs you to, like, support her, and you don't want to. It's like it's like snuggle attack. Like snuggle monster. Well, snuggle butt. Well, my first roll was a nat 20, but then I rolled a 5. Oh, so then I win, because I have a 3 plus, uh... Three for six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts. Johnny is a weak, weak boy. She's walking around, like, looking for you to, like, lean on her and, like, support her. It's like, Johnny, I think that I got too much undying light in my eyes. It's too much. As she says that, I'm just like, I'm over here. You're not finding me. <laughs> Johnny, it's your turn. Alice, I know you want to give me a hug. How about you give me, instead of a hug, that crown you have there? 
you're worshiping the undying light, and in the meantime, I can help you out. Place that crown up on the horse's head so you and I can be the victors. Roll a deception check. Yeah, roll, yeah, let's roll for this. That's a 22. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think she readily gives it to you. She's like, Johnny, I can't see you, but if you're willing to help me, here, have this. And she gives you the, the ring. I take it, and I cast light on her. She doesn't see it, but I just do it on her forehead, so she feels light on her forehead. Yeah, and I think with such a high deception check, the entire audience buys it. Uh-oh. Of course. <laughs> you just convince an entire stadium of people. They're all like, oh, wow, look at how nice Johnny was. I'm the nicest. So now you yeah. have two rings. There's a Jumbotron, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming for maintenance purposes, there's some sort of scaffolding there. Yeah. Yeah. So that whatever throw I would do would just be super easy from up there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so using his highest level spell slot available, Jonnet, who's going to talk like this, Michael as well, casts light step as a bonus action, appearing himself on the scaffolding by the jumbotron. Okay. And I'm hopefully capturing the attention and the adoration of the crowd. Yeah. And I think that when you go up up against the catwalk, it's the outline of Johnny against, like, this background of light. Now, when the Jumbotron camera shoots the Jumbotron to look at Johnny and then portrays the <gasps> image on the Jumbotron, are we just talking about infinite, infinite Jumbotrons? Infinite. Infinite, infinite Johnny's. Infinite regress Johnny? Yeah. Cool. It's now Ash's turn. Ash is still calling out to the nightmare using his like half horse language. And at this point, I think that he's been doing it for so long that the nightmare like dives down to talk to him. Come down to me, fellow equine brother. We can eat him, eat him, eat him, eat him, eat him. Please make him eat him. Equine brother, come down and we can talk about this crown situation. We are both kings of the fields and the oats. And. Crunch, 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 crunch. crunch, crunch. crunch. Is his horse named King of the Oats? <laughs> they call me Ash in the common realm, but my true name is King of Oats. And the nightmare dives down to meet him. I'm sorry, and... is his wife named Hall? <laughs> if they live in the castle, then she's the queen of the halls. <laughs> there it is, yeah. So he puts a hand on the flank of the nightmare and then the nightmare whinnies loudly and rears back and disappears with ash as well and then a few seconds later the nightmare reappears and ash is gone this is very distressing and uh the flames on the nightmare's mane is just like burns a little bit brighter you sure you want to be this close to that nightmare now, Johnny? I'm not that close. I'm just above it. Don't worry. It's still it's still attached to the thingy. Anara, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to be following the nightmare on my skateboard like it was before, but this time I'm going to follow it instead of going anti-clockwise to it. Um, I'm going to kind of crouch lower on my uh, skateboard. I have my cloak from Cole, the hood up over my face, and whenever the nightmare stops, like it stopped right now, I'm going to kind of lurk behind it and use my hiding skill that I have as a rogue to stay out of its way and stay out of eyesight. I like it. Next up is Autumn. And I think Autumn is going to continue following Cruz just to like make his life terrible. I think that when the, the nightmare dove to deal with Ash, the chain slackened and I made a dexterity saving throw to like hold on to the chain. And here's the thing. 
Cruz rolled a seven. So I think that Cruz, again, yet again, <laughs> oh, no. fell on the ground. Again, landed full on in, in some glittery mud and just splashed everywhere. And he, he once again said, sock it to me. So I think with Cruz on the ground, Autumn is just going over there and just like continuing to wail on him. Like almost like dramatically at this point. It's like in the way that um, in like a wrestling ring, how you can really see like they take every punch and like pulls it back and then like drops it down on a body. Like would be in slow-mo if she could. Exactly. Like dramatically. And then the crowd is just like, Autumn, Autumn, Autumn. Tracy, it's your turn. Who's the closest person to me? Oh no, blinded Alice, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Alice, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Who's the second closest person to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it would be the collective of Cruz and Autumn. And how far away are they? Close enough. Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to shoot my long arm of the law over to Cruz and aim it for his ring and try to snatch it. Okay. Eight plus three for 11. Yeah, he doesn't give any resistance and you're able to pull it out of his hand. Great. So I have two rings now? Yeah, and now you have two hoops. Two hoops? Yep. Hoops. That's what they called me in college. Did they? They didn't. Yeah, that's... Uh, there was no sports where I played. Uh, <laughs> Does anyone want to... Uh, this is now the throwing round. Does anyone want to throw their hoop? I will throw my hoop. I will throw my hoop. No. Okay. This is a ranged attack roll, so use your dexterity? Yes. And you guys are not proficient in throwing hoops, so just your dexterity. Uh, 15 plus 6 for a 21. 15 plus 3 for an 18. All right. Uh, I think both of you throw your hoops, and it lands very delicately on top of the head of the nightmare. One ear each. One yeah. on each ear. One, just like no, because one... then neither of us would win. It has to be pancake style on top of the head. Okay, well then. Just it's trying not to carding, help. It's not card- not I want to make sure rules. this happens because we want to win. Okay, yeah. This is the carnival rules. I think you guys <laughs> still managed to do it. All right. Uh, yeah, you, you got one, two stacked right on top of each other. And just like someone like shoots cannons off and like fireworks and they go one, two. And your like replays of your throws go up on the jumbotron. Where I'm also celebrating casting light. It's really weird because like Anara, it's like Anara's on a skateboard, like trying to keep up, and then but it's then just the Johnny's, corner is like, just me. dancing here. It's like there's a picture in picture of Johnny up there. Hey, as long as I'm on the screen at all times. And um, Representative Brink says, "Oh wow, two winners already! Only one more person to throw the ring on top of the nightmare. Let's go, everybody! Cruz, Tracy, woo! Let's go!" She goes and sits down on the purple and gold chair, and her voice like then starts to project throughout the entire Coliseum and says, maybe using a cursed item wasn't the best idea for our first challenge, but I think that Ash will find a new home in the ethereal plane. Oops. Inara is quite confused by this, and as I kind of keep skateboarding away, I'm going to go, in fact, away from uh, Representative Brink because the best way to keep someone's affection is to play hard to get. So I'm just going to take cover at the other end of the stadium and kind of wave up to the fans. But I'm sort of saying, like, three people like this on a date? Ugh, God. It's now Cruz's turn. Cruz doesn't get up. He just, like, keep getting walloped by Autumn on top of him. Does he say anything? Did I steal from a dead man? <laughs> and Alice, she wipes the glitter out of her eyes, and she says, oh, wow, this is still going on? I still got a chance. <laughs> nope. And then she looks down, and she doesn't have her ring with her. Johnny, do it for me, please. I, you're my only hope. And she runs over to the purple and gold chair, 
And Brink gets up and, like, offers the chair to her. And she sits down and says, Wow, Johnny is so swell to me. If anyone could be a better prophet for this undying light religion, I just don't know who else it would be. I hope that when he drops the ring down, it will count for me to have more time with my representative and we can bring the religion to these heathen places. Uh-huh. So is she just the shadow, just, like, in disguise? She unzips her skin suit. And she's just the shadow? <laughs> I think she's just the shadow. And... Everyone in the audience, like the crowd, they believe her. They are expecting you, if you drop the ring on, that it will count for her. Johnny, do you want to do anything? So I'm going to throw with deception. You're going to throw it like a tennis ball to a dog? Like palm it behind your back after no, you throw it? No, or it's like, 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 like I'm, I'm going to put a show on how I throw it as if I'm doing it for the lovely Alice. But in reality, I'm actually passing it to Tracy, so... Do performance, I think. Okay. This is more like the kayfabe of it. You, like, do, like, a big wind-up. Hey, I'll do performance deception whatever you I think want. It's, it's all charisma, so it I'm is. Yeah, great. it is, but I don't want... It's not, like, a lie. Like, you're, you're sure, doing sure, a sure. show. So Johnny speaks with his booming voice. Oh, this is for you, Alice. Uh, here I go! And I toss it 17 plus 4 for a 21. Hot damn. Okay. So now with my dexterity, I'm actually aiming to pass it to Tracy. I got it. Okay, cool. Ash is gone. So it's Anara's turn. I'm going to commence a victory lap of the stadium, waving to my adoring fans, not going too close to Brinksy, uh, lest I come off as eager as I am. So <laughs> that's the event of McLaughlin way. There it is. And I'm actually going to pass by Autumn and say to her, hey, hey, get off of him. You can't kill him. What are you talking about? I already did. Anara, I think that with your assassin training, you look down at the body and like there's like a very small imperceptible cut like right in his lower abdomen. Yeah, uh, I had a dagger in my in my sleeve the entire time. That's like assassin 101. Get out of my light. I need everyone to think that I'm real cool. Get out of here. I am going to continue on without a word. And now it's Autumn's turn. She goes up and she just like elbow drops down into the cruise and she gets up and like dusts herself off and she starts to climb the chain this time and she makes it like pretty far. So now it's Tracy's turn. Hey, okay. So I think Tracy has exhausted all of his performance options. So at this point, he just wants to get this over and done and just win it. So he's going to take his pocket watch out of his pocket where he holds the pocket watch. Yeah, I would see so. Huh. And it's almost like it was made for that. <laughs> Weird. And he's going to look at the clock and watch the mayor and time <laughs> the exact time for each rotation and figure out exactly when he needs to throw the ring and do the calculations to figure out exactly how to get it on top of the mayor's head. Why don't you make a intelligence roll? Um... That would be a 19 plus 2 for a 21. Hell yeah! I think that you've definitely timed this throw correctly, and it's going to be a lot easier for you to do it. You mean I will get it perfect? I Your dice rolls will be the decider heart of, of that. Heart of the dice, heart of the dice. My heart grows that he uses the pocket watch we made together. Plus one temporary health point. Plus one to, <laughs> to his heart grows. Yeah, his heart grows three sizes, so you get three, three points to your con. Okay, it's the throwing round. Autumn is going to throw hers from the chain. Johnny, roll for your fake throw, and then Autumn and Tracy are going to roll for the toss. You know, it would be great if I got a one and it lands right on the horse. That would be amazing. Unfortunately, I did not land it on the horse. 
I got a 19 for my fake throw. When I imagine it, it's like a fancy frisbee throw where like it goes in one direction and it's like right over the horse's head, like it's about to land and then it makes a slight change. Nice. No, not a slight change, a major change. Like a hard, a hard, a hard yeah, left. You really, fl you really flick it. Yeah. We call this one the oopsie daisy. It's the oopsie daisy <laughs> and uh, uh, it no, goes. Uh, the uh, oopsie daisy. The hoopsie daisy. Oof. <laughs> How did Oof. I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to keep all of my frisbee terminology to myself as yeah. we go. But yeah, it lands right at Tracy's feet. Cool. Brandon, you threw your dice across the room. I did. What did you roll? <gasps> Hoofsie daisy. <laughs> I found it. I found it. I got a four plus one for a five. Uh, okay. I think that using your timing, you try to toss the ring to where it should be. And just like the whole you're using your timing. It's been like standard, like velocity the whole time and the horse just like speeds up right at the end there and it like just brushes it off yeah you can't, and can't calculate mid throw no and the, the horse like hits it into the crowd and like someone has a nice souvenir now and somewhere you hear a gps say recalculating oh <laughs> and from her spot on the chain autumn like tosses the crown up in the air and it delicately lands right on the snout of the horse cool, cool. i shoot autumn in the face <laughs> please yeah, and the challenge is over. More fireworks, and Autumn's face goes up on the Jumbotron. Rebe I'm going to, as soon as it does, cast basically everything I can uh, to uh, obscure her face from the Jumbotron. <laughs> I'm casting like all sorts of fireworks, all sorts of... Uh, Spelling out Johnny light. and Anara. I'm, I'm, I, honestly, it does look like a picture of the three of us, just like bad boy pose. <laughs> Char Charlie's Angels? Like... Ooh, yeah, no, Charlie's, yeah, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Yeah. Who's in the middle? Johnny's in the center. I like it. And uh, Representative Brinks says, The challenge is over. Thank you to Johnny, Anara, and Autumn for bringing it home. I cast uh, something to make that very loud. <laughs> and everyone's booing. All you hear is booing at the name of Autumn. From wherever you're standing, like before you sink into the mud, the last thing that you see are some producer mud creatures investigating where Ash disappeared and picking up Cruz, who's still laid out on the ground, and taking him somewhere else. A few of the mud creatures are, like, pulling the chain, one muddy hand after another, pulling the, the nightmare down from the sky, and it's, like, bucking and twisting its head around. And as it gets close enough to the ground, Representative Brink hops down off of the platform, walks over to it, and says a ground, and the nightmare turns back into the figurine. Hey, it's Eric. Imagine you're in a restaurant. Maybe it's a Chili's or a Cheesecake Factory. I don't know, whatever restaurant you go to. And you've ordered your food and are making riveting conversation with your friends and family. And you see the waiter walk over with that oversized platter and you think, oh man, is this for us? Could this be our food? And then the waiter walks closer and you see the number of plates and you count your party and the numbers are exactly the same. There are four foods for four people. And with certainty, you know the food is coming for you. Welcome to the mid-roll. You got ranch on the side. Hello to our new patrons. 
Ina, Katie, Patrick, Samantha, Jillian, and Kelsey. And Katie's Delivery Service, Art Lord of the Realm Squared, and Kelsey Marie for upping their pledges. You are the first Buds of Spring, and Buds have two meanings, plants and friends. Over on Patreon, we are getting ready to share the exclusive map of Phidopolis that we have commissioned, and we are so excited about it. It is beautiful, like really, really beautiful. If you want to get on it, just go to patreon.com slash join the party pod. And in case you haven't heard the news, we are having a live show in New York City on June 9th that is 6 slash 9 nice. You can see our faces in person. We just ran a practice one shot to get ready and it was wild. We are so excited to do something like it for you. So tell your friends, your family, your gamer bros, your coworkers, the people you only kind of know through Hearthstone. You can get your tickets now at bit.ly slash join the party live. We are sponsored this week by 20 Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. And I got to tell you about the Learn to Paint kit from Reaper. I have never painted minis before because I am a fake geek boy, but this is an awesome introduction to painting minis. It comes with three minis, two brushes, 11 paints, a tiny bottle for water, and one extremely helpful instructional booklet to teach you everything you need to know about painting these little things. Like, this booklet has actual paint techniques, like about layering and using colors on top of colors to make it look real. This is like some art theory stuff, and I really need it because I am heavy-handed and using tiny brushes is hard for me. If you're looking to level up your battle mat game or need a new RPG book to bolster your library, you can head on over to 20sidedstore.com, 20, the number, sidedstore.com, or visit them in person in Brooklyn, New York, and use our discount code, JOINTHEPARTY, for 20% off. So head on over to 20sidedstore.com and use our discount code, JOINTHEPARTY, all one word, to get 20% off. We are also sponsored this week by Cantrip Candles. Pride Month is coming up, and Cantrip Candles have teamed up with Palace Pixels to create a pin to help celebrate D&D and equality. Featuring a classic black D20 with a surrounding pride flag ribbon, this hard enamel pin is designed by those who wish to display both pride and support. And best of all, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to two amazing organizations, Outright Action International and the Los Angeles LGBT Center. Pre-orders will be available through May 9th, so get on this as soon as possible. The pins will be shipped out at the end of May, just in time for Pride Month. Go to cantripcandles.com and show your pride, or support your pride, or just have pride. Paola did our original designs for all of our merch, and we trust her with our art lives. So anything that she does is amazing, and this is such a good cause. Thank you, Cantrip Candles, for doing this, and we are happy to have you in our mid-roll. And finally, we want to give a shout-out to the audio collective that we are a part of, Multitude. We are a bunch of friends who love podcasts together, and we want to share that with you. Think of us like a boy band. There's us, who is the sassy one. There's Spirits, a drunken dive into myths and legend, who is the smart one. There's Potterless, a 25-year-old man reading Harry Potter for the first time, who's like the sporty one. And Waystation, a fan cast of queer, sexy Canadian Monster of the Week show, who is the spooky one. Check out all of our shows and find our website at multitude.productions. Check, 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 check it out. Now, let's get back to the show.
all of you descend through the ceiling of Archspire Hideaway, through the mud passages, and everyone lands on their feet. And I think all the contestants are, like, crowded around the space in the main hall where all of you drop down. And they all, like, applaud. They've been watching the whole contest, like, on a big screen on the wall. And uh, everyone's patting people on the back and, like, being shady and being like, mm, yeah, good, good color spray that you're doing, bruh. Who said that to me? <laughs> I thought Kevin Vacation was gone. Maybe you should rethink that that's what someone's telling me. Dayton, who's like one of the Dragonborn, is just like getting in your face about like, oh, I'm trying to use color spray to like blind people. That's really like, uh, that's a real Bush League move. Do you like threaten them? No, I won't threaten them. I'll just murder them. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> with both hands, I finger guns and out of each is an Eldritch Blast. 16. Yep, that was exactly the AC I came up with in, with in my head. God damn it. 7 plus 9 for a 16, plus 4 for charisma, 20, and then add a... Add your aggro, D6. I'm aggroed, y'all. We can tell. 25 damage. <laughs> oh my Jesus. god. Jesus. Again, you blow this dragon board just directly off their feet. And again, with the Eldritch Blast, it's usually just like light going through. But now there's like a lot of shadow braided in with the light. Sure. Great. In the back of your head, the shadow whispers to you. Maybe this acceptance is going to go a little easier than I thought. Johnny, what are you doing? (laughs) Stop hitting people with magic. They should stop talking to me. I lightly place my hands on Johnny's finger guns and lower them to the ground. Dayton Sands picks himself up and and hobbles away while people are just like, I have something to say for the camera. Uh, Johnny, why don't we go do some Tai Chi? I know I usually make fun of you, weird motions, really slow, not very punchy, but like, I feel like, I feel like everyone could just benefit from some, you know, calmness. Right? Right, Trace? Always. Literally always. Like now. Now. Now is one time. Yep. Now is a time. Yeah, it is. It's a time. Am I acting this way for any reason? Why am I being a dick? I'm just asking in general. Now that you've used both your aggro dice, I feel pretty good about telling you this. It's kind of like you like try to snap yourself out of it, mm. and then you like retrace your steps, and it's like, man, I started being acting like such a jerk after I was in the gym. Huh. Hey, Nara. Let's do some Tai Chi. Tracy, if you want to come, you can too. Let's go to the gym. But the, the balcony is like a nice view and stuff. Let's go to the gym. I need to uh, take a shower as well. You don't have to be there for that, but let's go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I guess. I don't know if you've seen, like, there's a new thing on reality shows where they like to show more of, like, the downtime. These mansions are in the middle of nowhere, but somehow they brought in, like, 10 treadmills and like stairmasters and weights and you don't know where they came from. It's like someone put a planet fitness in the middle of a mansion. Those places are already like really filled with shadows and evil anyway. So <laughs> I yeah. can definitely see why Johnny got hit with some shadow times. Yeah. yeah. And it, everything's very pristine and it smells like ammonia and just like totally wiped clean. Gross. And there's always like one person who's just like running on the on the treadmill the whole time. You know what? That's a P-O-R-O. He's ratcheted the treadmill to like as fast as possible and just like he's super heavy so every step is just like thump 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 I wave to Perot but 
quickly try to disengage and not talk to them. Yeah, and, and Oatcake is following us into the weight room and smelling all the bleach. She sneezes. I guess we're just going to do some investigations. Sure, what would you like to do? So yeah. I would actually would like to do arcana checks to see if I'm like feeling any kind of magical sources emanating in any part of this room and try to identify what they would be. And I'm going to do investigation. I'm interested to see if there's like unexpected cameras, surveillance equipment, tripwire at the door, some kind of like mechanical, you know, you're looking at the magical. I'm going to look at the physical and see what we can find. Tight. 17 for Arcana check. Cool. I'm really glad because I got an eight on investigation. <laughs> I think that Anara, as you case the joint, there are different cameras in the gym. But it's like, there's one right in the corner. And it's like, huh, why would they have one in the gym at all times? Like, that's not like a traditional place to put one. I got an eight, so fair Yeah, enough. I think that's pretty much all I can give you. 17 Arcana, 17 though. Arcana, though. I think with a 17, you get a strong sense of enchantment magic hmm. in this room. Enchantment are spells that affect the minds of others, influencing or controlling their behavior. When I came in this morning, I was tired and I just wanted to do Tai Chi. And so I was susceptible to whatever this was. And now I'm like, oh, wow, we should not be in here. There is some magics happening, affecting us. Bingo. Now that I've tuned into the specific magic, you think I'd be able to, you know, follow it if it's appearing in any other part of the, the house? Sure. I would say that it's at right near the uh, where the weights are, mm. the free weights. Mm. And it's over in that area you're getting the strongest sense. Nara, I'm sorry I acted this way. Clearly it wasn't me, and it's obvious now that it's uh, the work of uh, someone trying to influence our thoughts, probably to make better television. I doubt it's for a worse purpose, but uh, I am not going to apologize to those clowns, though, because they deserved it. No, man, I think you, uh, you made your point. You set your reputation. You scared them straight. And now you can just... Rely on that, and you don't have to do any more punching, I promise. I would hope I don't do any punching. Let's get out of here before either of us get infected. Should we tell Perot to leave, or...? Thump, 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 thump. I give Perot some, like, bicep curl-like poses to inspire them as they're doing training, which they absolutely don't need because they're, uh, they're a robot, <laughs> and yep. it's not like they're gaining mass or anything. This makes no sense, but, you know, I want to convey positivity. Encourage. yeah. Yeah. Let's go take a nap. Ah, oh, sounds great. Okay, Kimmy, you're gonna cuddle up. She's gonna snuffle on my on my cheek. Cool. Johnny's gonna snuffle. do little well, uh, head on my head. Little make little snuffle noises when she's sleeping. Oh, Johnny's gonna affect the light in the room to make it so that we can sleep. Can you what? give us some like nice ocean noises, like some white noise? I wish I could do the seagull. <coughs> ah, that didn't work. Like That's the pretty close, fish. Eric, I hate this game. <laughs> I love this game, Dungeons and Dragons. What's Tracy doing? Tracy was standing next to Inara and Johnny when they were making these plans to do weird workout routines together, which they've never done before. So Tracy's a little weirded out by that. But when they walk away, Tracy just sort of like plasters a fake smile and doesn't walk with them. <laughs> I don't think they noticed because <laughs> they were very focused on what their task was. And I'm going to go and find Chad. Okay. Kind of nudge him a little bit with my elbow and say... You want to go play a game upstairs? Chad is trying to sit like on a high back chair in the front room, but he just keeps like swallowing it up in his body. And Chad says, I, me as a human, I would love to play a game with you. Thank you, Tracy friend. Cool, let's go. 
and Chad wobbles his way following you. Does he take the chair with him? He does. <laughs> so that now there's a chair just floating in Chad. We go up to our shared room. I pull up a chair, and I guess Chad uses the same chair he's sort of existing in. Yeah, he just like sits there, and like the chair like flips to the bottom of the use. But it's now starting to disintegrate. Yes, it is. Tracy ruffles around in his pack, and he pulls out the Shocket game. Sure. He sits down with Chad, and he says, This is a game called Shocket. Have you ever played before? I have not played Shocket before. Please tell me how to play. So what this game does is it's going to light up and it's going to tell you instructions and you follow those instructions exactly. And if you do them exactly and in the right order, you'll win. Do you follow? That sounds good to me. I think I can do it. Great. And Tracy flips on the on switch. It's Shocket. Press the center button to start. So I'm going to start by pressing the center button. And Tracy presses the center button. Shock it. Center. So I press the center button now. Um, so I'm going to press it. Tracy presses the button. All right. Twist it. So I'm going to twist it. And I twist it. All right. Thwap it. So now I'm going to tell you to thwap it. So Chad, thwap it. Okay, I think I can do that. Chad, like, <laughs> he's an ooze, so he doesn't, like, have a hand necessarily. He's an ooze? He is, doesn't have a hand necessarily. Yeah, right. He doesn't have a hand necessarily, but he, like, brings it down, like, on one of the sides that it's, like, a big whoopee cushion. And he's like, goes, womp. <laughs> and it goes, all right. Great. So now we continued on in the game because you followed my instructions. So let's see what's next. Center. Chad, you know what to do. And Chad uses his, like, whole body to just, like, collapse on top of it. Now it's, like, wobbling in fr- inside of him, and he goes, All right, you win level one. Great. And I reach inside and grab the game out and kind of wipe it off. Cool. And say, these are normal human things that you're describing. These are just ways that yeah. friends bond. Yeah. So, Chad, do you like winning? Of course I like winning. All friends love to win. Well, in order to win, we're going to have to make a lot of enemies, and you're going to have to listen to exactly what I say. You want to win? I will follow you to win as the humans win. I think I would be perfect to rule Tortopolis with the representative. I love her. Bum, 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 bum. That's the sound of my heart. (laughs) And Tracy high fives, Chad. Oh, no. I rolled a nat 20 for a high five. No, you didn't. I really did. He absolutely did. Oh, my God. Like Michelangelo's sculpture emerging from a block of granite, Chad has created a perfectly formed hand. Exactly. I would say, like, after Johnny and Inara come inside and they take a nap and you guys just kind of kick it, it's a short rest. You guys are just kind of chilling for a little while. Do you ever wake up after a nap and just say before you open your eyes, did I regain my spell slots? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I've not been sleeping well lately. I have not felt like I've regained any spell slots in the past yeah, like, no. three weeks. I woke up this morning and I was like, mm, that was a short rest. <laughs> Over the next few hours, everyone else like competed in their own challenges as well. What were they? There's one where, like, everyone is tied together, like, by, like, long strands of rope. And, like, one person needs to pull the rest of the people, like, so that they can go and, like, hit a button. 
Well, that but, sounds awful and would have gone very badly for us. Yeah, well, not for Tracy, but for... There's another one where there was like a massive puzzle, like a vertical puzzle, where you just need to like shift it everywhere and no one is good at puzzles. So this one actually took like two hours and uh, everyone got bored by the end of it. So eventually they just called in and nobody won. There was one with like, you had to like destroy a car. That was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, we would have excelled at, well, I would have excelled at that. It was it was pretty straightforward. I think like they had to bring out like a really basic one after the puzzle. <laughs> you guys have just like kind of dozed around and waited for uh, other people to come back, and everyone like comes back down, and some people cheer, and some people cry. It's felt like a whole day has gone by outside of like the really high windows, and you see like the sun has gone down and it's nighttime. And after a while, like a producer pops up in like everybody's room, and they all say at the same time, "Great challenge, everybody." We're going to have our first elimination ceremony down at the pool. Please wear your nicest outfits. And then they all kind of disappear. Everybody collects down by the pool. There are like some nice risers that they've put down there. And there are 15 people left. And uh, everyone comes down in like their formal attire. I helped Anara and Tracy and myself out with some magics. To make oh, yeah. Us look good. Got some more floral over my tactical clothing and pants and boots. Johnny, is it fair to say that we use a scrap of fabric to make a little flower collar for Oatcake? Yeah, of course. To Great. match for you. Yeah, yeah. I think Tracy came down. He was a little confused by having a formal ceremony by a pool. So he's wearing like a swim trunks, but he's also wearing like a tuxedo top. Yes. <laughs> Cummerbund. I did the best I could. And I'm also wearing my cape still, of course. I had two hoops left from the challenge, so I've taken the flowers and has sort of like interwoven them into the iron casing around his cannon. What print are the swim trunks? I think there's just a bunch of tiny pineapples. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Johnny's doing his traditional robe over robe for <laughs> formal events and um, the, the nicest uh, sock sandal combo that he has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most elegant socks and sandals. Yeah. Now tell me, do you combine prints, multiple florals? Because it's more nighttime, I've switched from floral to more of a story Ooh. night kind of thing. There's nice. a moon. And my sun hat actually has a moon theme as I have it behind me. And Representative Brink walks out from the middle of, of nowhere. And like some people are like trying to make eye contact with her to get like one final like assertion that they're not, they're not going home. Representative Brink comes over to a table and on the table are 12 glittering stones, the TV lights that have been like set up, like catch a bunch of them and they they shine like a red and a blue and green and purple. All right, everybody, uh, this is our first elimination. Uh, I just want everyone to know that you have a special place in my heart, but some of you just are not as special as the other ones. Burn. Uh, here it goes. They start playing like dramatic music. They just play it over like the speaker system in the actual mansion. She gives out stones to everyone. This first heart stone goes to Inara. <gasps> Inara like straightens up and pushes to the front of the crowd. And she holds it out and says, Anara, do you still want to stay in this competition? Yeah, you seem pretty cool. <laughs> All right, she gives you the stuff. And uh, I'm going to give her a little smile, not a full wink, close to it, a little shoulder shimmy up, and uh, turn back to stand with Johnny and Tracy. The next stone that I'm going to give this to is... Johnny. Johnny walks up to her before taking it, casts light on her dress to accentuate it so that the rest of the ceremony she looks better and more on camera. I didn't even say what she was wearing. That's so silly of me. Uh, she's wearing like a formal jumpsuit uh, with pinstripes 
it's like off the shoulder too. Mm. And she looks really good. And again, she's wearing the same boots. I'm also going to try to sneakily cast Prestidigitation to clean the mud off of her boots. Very good. Nice. You've cast Prestidigitation more times than I think any other D&D character has ever done. Did I win a, is this, are you, are you, did I win a war? This is the million Prestidigitation. And every, the ghost of Gary Gygax is going to give you a noogie. And every time you've cast it so far, it's just been like immediate, like a wipe. Like automatically you smell good, automatically you're clean and not a speck of dirt on you. But when you do it, it's like, have you ever cleaned a pot that you just can't scrape the gunk off the bottom? Like it's burned on Hmm. and like no matter what you do, like steel wool, you just like cannot get it off. Hmm. It's like the magic is trying to like scrub it off, but it just cannot be scrubbed off of the boots. Okay. My she, answer was casting the, the light magic stuff on her and, was the yes. So. And she giggles and says, I take that as a yes. Does she notice? No, she doesn't. Pres- okay, she doesn't. She says, Misha and Dayton and Ambrose K, Ambrose S, Ambrose P. Uh, and he goes one by one by one. And there are five people left now. There's Polly, Minerva, the Treant, Alice, P-O-R-O, and Tracy. And there are two rocks left. The representative picks one of the rocks up and holds it close to her chest and sighs deeply and says, Poro. And Poro like stomps down the risers and like pushes uh, people out of the way. Beep boop, I am here to accept your love. Thank you for your love. And like stomps back to the risers. The remaining four are Tracy, Alice, Polly, and Minerva. The producer mud people are like running around, like trying to make sure everything's set for the dramatic moment. And again, like in like slow motion, the representative reaches down, grabs the rock, and again holds it tightly to her chest and takes an even deeper sigh this time. Tracy takes out his pocket watch and just checking the time. And the representative looks up and looks at all four of you and says, Tracy. Yeah. And our punches the air. <laughs> In your ear, you're just like, Tracy, what? go. Oh, oh, my bad. Sorry. Tracy puts the pocket wash away and walks up to the front. Tracy, do you want to stay in this competition? I can take it or leave it. <laughs> and in your ear, he says, yes, beep boop. Yes, beep boop. The representative laughs to herself and gives you the stone. Polly, Minerva, Alice, I'm sorry, but your love is just not my love. I'll give everybody a second to say goodbye. I think everybody is like giving like tearful hugs to everyone. And uh, Polly and Minerva are just like, ah, yeah, I just wasn't, wasn't my time. And Alice looks worried. She says, I, I, thought, uh, I thought I was here for the undying light. I thought I was protected by it. This isn't me. I should stay. I deserve to stay. As she gets like more confused and worried and like agitated, like you can see like the producer mud people like really start to collect around her. It's just like becoming a commotion at this point. And um, one of the producers, they like mime talking into a, a walkie talkie, but like it's mud. So it's just like they're kind of like talking in their own muddy wrist. He says, we got a problem. And six mud people converge on Alice and everybody scatters. And they start pulling her back towards the center of the the middle of the back patio. 
I raise the lantern up and the orb goes and rests on her forehead and then like just sinks into her head. All of a sudden, she's just in awe as it comes towards her and slowly it starts to grow and grow a little bit. And really it becomes the size, the largest size it can inside the lantern, like the size of a basketball. And all while this is happening, the producers are still like swarming around and one of them grabs the triant and another one grabs Polly and they all like kind of collect together in like one like muddy pile. And then the floor opens up. Every time that you've traveled between levels, it's been really smooth. You just kind of like go in and out. But this one seems like they're trying to force someone like through the ground. The mud just like opens up and it lingers for a while. And the undying light then starts to spread and holds the hole that the mud is creating in the floor open. For a second, all you hear is these three people fall through the ground and land somewhere else. And suddenly, you hear twang, and an arrow comes out through the hole, hits the top of the back patio roof, explodes in a burst of light, and the floor closes. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The Party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.